So welcome to Spirit of Prophecy Church. We're happy to have you all here. We're going to celebrate, continue the weekend for Stan, uh, celebrating Stan's birthday. Uh, he turns 70 on Thursday, and it's been a fun weekend all day, every day, right? right. After today, you're done. Sorry, there's nothing else. Well, um, the rest of my grandkids are all busy getting ready for something. So, but this is my youngest. This is Bentley's baby and Alicia's baby, Kiara. And she loves music. She wants to drum, drum all the time, just like her daddy did. And as you can see, she likes to eat. <laughs> I think she weighs as much as your little one, Leslie. <laughs> anyway, she's so, she's so special. You like her bow because she, you better look at it now because she'll be taking it off here soon. Right. Anyway, well, we're so happy to have you come here here today. I really am, and I'm glad that all of you that that showed up last night and all that we're doing here, and my family's here. I've got my brother and sister-in-law here, uh, Marty and Brenda, and our longtime employee, I guess you'd call her. I don't know if they we can't say employee, but, well, that, but also just the servant because that's what she does. Joe is here, and, and also um, Bentley and Sean and Leslie Ann are all here. Anyway, so welcome again today. If you would please stand, we'll pray. We'll get our service going. We have a lot to do today, so we're not gonna I'm not gonna be making a lot of announcements. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this beautiful day. Lord, we give you praise and honor and glory, and we ask that you bless it. And Lord, those that'll be traveling back home, just give them traveling mercies. And also, Lord, if there's anyone that is feeling ill today, they're sick. They're sick amongst us. I just ask right now in the name of Jesus that you heal their body right now. And also those that are watching online, just we ask that you heal them. Lord, you're the great physician. So you just come authority, take authority over that spirit of infirmity and command it to go right now in Jesus' name. And we do give you praise, honor, and glory, and we thank you for this glorious day in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I'll turn it over to Lou for offering. You may be seated. Good morning, church. All good to see your wonderful, smiling faces. This is offering time. Uh, we got two baskets up here. We'll do this. Stan will do this one. Well, this is for SOP Church. We do a prophetic act, which means you come and bring and donate right here out of your seats. Walk up here and put in. So we cannot outgive God. It takes money to run a church. And so checks to SOP Church right here in the pot. Prophetic act. As you sow, so shall you reap. Amen. Yeah, also, Tony is not here today. I think he wore himself out yesterday at the party. But he did collect uh, the food money for the Honduras church that we're collecting for October. $100 a month food for October for the Honduras church children. So if you want to... Support that. Um, see Tony next Sunday. They're going to put a pic- up a picture of the pastors that we're going to be working with. <clears throat> we took this off of Zoom the other night. And, you know, they say that Americans are covetous. I believe most of them are. But I believe Christians, their first heart is to serve the Lord. And we want to be pleasing in his eyes. And he says that when we give to the poor, to the fatherless, to the homeless, when we give to people that cannot 
even though they'd want to, cannot repay us, then he repays us. So here we are, we got 13 people, <clears throat> and we are all giving our time, and actually <laughs> pretty good amount of money, <laughs> to go to Honduras to take the gospel there, to minister to people. And the other 12 are going to be taking gospel, and Stan Johnson is going to be taking Mark of the Beast, which points them to the gospel, yeah. right? Okay. The problem is, is we need 10000 more dollars. As you know, we've been beating the drums, trying to gather up all of the funds that we can. And I might add, you've been doing very well. Uh, you've given a lot, and to our compliments to you. However, we still need another $10,000. We have four weeks before we leave, right? Four weeks? Roughly, roughly 40 days left, and... Uh, you know, just like uh, you want to get your prayers answered, the sooner is for us better. So, <laughs> so we can get it deposited. And we're already sending money down, down payments on the band and the stage and uh, mission food, uh, so they can prepare it. He keeps all the details. Yeah. So we're. I've sent. I don't know. Six thousand dollars ahead, and they're wanting more as we speak, and it's going to be sent. But uh, we still are short. When I say joy of giving, do you understand? If you don't understand, then this would be a really, really good time to give because when you give to those that cannot repay, God repays you. But the thing of it is, is he doesn't repay one for one. He says that if you give to me, then I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that not be room enough to receive. And when you give to these people down there, they don't have any money. And the way God has set it up is America is supposed to be that city on the hill shining the, the light of the gospel to the world. Now, we've pretty much fallen down on our job today as a nation, but not in this congregation, not to the people online. Matter of fact, you people online, let me speak to you. My compliments to you, many of you have given a lot. Thank you. But right now, we need both the congregation and also those people online to give. You can't outgive God. And so, when you give, let, let me suggest this. This is the wrong attitude. All right, there it is. God loves a cheerful giver. Also, when we give, the Bible says that we should hope for nothing in return. But when we do it right, when we do it out of a giving heart, then he blesses us back. He does things for us we don't know that we need. We don't know he would normally bless. He gives to us in ways we would never even ask. I would never even have thought to be involved with oil in Israel. I'm a pastor. Oil in Israel, I think that's even what I told them when they called me. <laughs> he, he puts things into our hand we would never have given, never, never have even sought for, much less asked for. So I guess I would say put your faith in Jesus and believe that he wants us to give to these endurance. He wants us to take the name of Jesus, to take the gospel, and to take the Bible prophecy down to them because they're about to be hit with the mark of the beast stuff too, the whole world. And sadly, if they don't know about it, and based upon my conversations with the pastors, they don't know. Okay. God speaking. Yeah. 
They don't know. We have to take them. We have to explain. So anyway, what we're asking for for the next uh, 40 days is for you to just give. We're believing somehow we're going to get that $10,000. We're going to go, and we are going to be taking the gospel, the light of the shining uh, city on the, on the, on the wall, on the, on the hill. And when we go, we don't get offerings. We give them. <laughs> We've got, matter of fact, 1,200 Bibles. Yeah, we give Bibles, we give food, we anoint them, we pray for their callings, we train them, we equip them, we have a crusade, we have a men's conference, a women's conference, a youth conference, and, and lots of more things going on. We're ministering. It's a boot camp. Boot camp for you, 13. So when you sow into this, what they're doing is carrying your blessing down there, and you get blessed back. Every dollar, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Anyway, so if you'd like to give... Uh, either now, I think it's 40 days, help us reach that 10,000. That would be great. And I think this is the bucket that you give to. This is a mission bucket. After Honduras, we got Cambodia, Pakistan, and other places, and uh, more waiting uh, if we have the funds. And this picture here, this is uh, only one city. This is San Nicolas, which uh, we're very excited because these guys are unified. Uh, some of the others, there's a little squabbling going on. And. Uh, but these guys are united. So, uh, but this is just a small group of the Honduran pastors. So, yes, they they all want us to come, and unfortunately, there's only 13 of us, and we have a schedule, and only one pastor stands. So, come on back up and let's pray for this wonderful blessing. Everybody, put in that wants to put in. Yeah, and online, just designate if you want it to go to the missions, designate. And we thank you in advance. Lord, you tell us, you told the Jews back in Leviticus that they were to give you a wave offering. This morning, we wave this before you, Lord. We say this is our wave offering. We ask you to forgive our sins. Forgive us when we have done wrong. Forgive us if we have not done what you spoke to our heart to do, and we've all done that. And we give you this as a wave offering. And, Lord, as you multiplied the loaves and fishes so that it was more, 12 baskets more, we ask you to multiply this. And everybody that gives gets a multiple back many times over more than what they gave. Press down, shaking together, running over in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again, Lord. We gave in uh, joy and cheerfulness. I ask you to receive it in joy and cheerfulness. And I ask you to multiply it and return it back to the people. As they sowed, so shall they reap. Bless them a hundredfold in Jesus' name. Amen. See, it's my son. He, we have this connection. You know, we're, when you work together, like we're moving tables, for example, I'll go over and grab one end of the table. I'm waiting for someone else to get up here. And someone else automatically gets up there.
lift your voice is singing. Oh, the blood of Jesus. The precious blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood Come on, there's power of in the name of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. He washed me time today Lord to be in your presence Lord Lord to be in your glory Lord we give you praises and, and glory and offer our lives to you Lord today Lord in our worship Lord we raise our hands we, we raise our voices to you Lord because the blood has saved us the blood has brought us out of all things towards you Lord towards the precious blood of Jesus. And you have washed me white as snow, Lord. We praise you today. He washed me white as Great. 
to speak after that yet what are you doing you do okay i was like you could go sit down 
And do, me up here and then tell people no, I just wanted you to help me up there. Uh, so uh, I need the remote. I don't know where the remote is. Can someone find the remote for me? Hmm? Yeah, every time I hear um, this blood, and then now today, today seeing Sean do that years ago, and having my family here, and mostly seeing Daddy's hands and seeing complete, it just uh, brings back a lot of memories, but also just chokes me up a little bit. So, anyway, I told Stan, I said, You don't have to prepare anything today. Today is your day. So, I just wanted to celebrate with you, Stan wonderful 70 years that you've had of your life, 40 years we've been married, so it's awesome. I love you. So yes, it's Stan's 70th birthday. Can you believe it? I don't even know if he can. Who is this man? Stanley Edgar Johnson. He was born August 24th, 1953. In the 50s, he was born. In the scriptures, it says in Joshua 9, it says, have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thy goest stand. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. And there is probably not anybody I know, I mean, in my life right now, that I, that I know that trusts in the Lord as much as stand. Also, he knows that the Lord has commanded him to do some things, and he just goes for it. He just does it. He doesn't question it. You know, every student, we need a school, but we need a teacher. Every Christian needs a church and a pastor. So, Stan, thank you for being that man of faith and a man of giving. You are an example to us all, and thank you for having a gift of preaching and a gift of teaching. We all learn so much. Amen. This is Stan, the Bible-holding man. He has many Bibles, and he loves them all. And from time to time, I see him reading out of all of them. They don't, they don't get just dust on them. He reads them. He studies them. Even though it's the King James Bible, he goes and gets them all. Stan has the biggest heart of anybody I know, and we all love you for it, Stan. God called you to start traveling to churches, homes, community centers, nursing homes, or wherever the door was open to show a video about Noah's Ark. Who knew then what would become of all this? You became involved in full gospel businessmen, and you were the one inviting guests in in Nebraska and Kansas. You were doing things that the president was supposed to do. You did this for many chapters, not just the one that you attended. All around Kansas, all around Nebraska. This is a picture of Noah's Ark, where Stan and I have been there. In 91, in 91, you see the boat? It was in the mountains of Ararat. It says it's not on top of Mount Ararat. It says in the mountains, plural, of Ararat. In Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty works, mighty things, which thou knowest not. We didn't know what God had in store when he had you work with uh, Dale Carnegie, you didn't know what he was going to have you learn from all of that. 
when he had you working in door-to-door salesman, you didn't know how you were going to have to be able to take rejection so well. There's so many things that we can see how God has just done over your life to prepare you for these things, even how to train horses and all the things that you do. And in the meetings, you had to learn how to even set up the chairs properly. And you've taught many people how to be in seas. You believe the message that Dimitri Dudeman and Henry Groover delivered. You, above all, you believed it. You took Dimitri and Henry all around Kansas, Nebraska, setting up meetings. God had you start a radio program on the local radio station in Topeka, Kansas, called the Prophecy Club. That's where it all started. You know, in Topeka, Kansas, their zip code is 666. And here, right smack in the devil's territory where he was trying to claim it, God put a man to start the prophecy club to cancel out the attacks of the enemy, to cancel what he was saying. You know, that's where in Kansas that the, the, um, uh, the Baptist, what, the glory fell, and then it went all around the world. It was in Topeka, Kansas. And do you know that then the enemy came in and had a, uh, at their college, had the mascot come in, named their mascot Ichabod, where the glory of the Lord has departed. Well, we say, you're not going to have your way. You're not going to have your way there. This is the sign, the Prophecy Club. This is Henry Groover. This was your first speaker with the Prophecy Club many years ago. This is Dimitri Dudeman. He's gone on to be with the Lord now, but you believe the message. In the many years as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you have proven time and time again that you are truly called by God to do his work, not only on Bible prophecy, but to do his work as a pastor of the Spirit of Prophecy Church, which was established January 1st, 1998 in Topeka, Kansas. God had you start the Spirit of Prophecy Church, even though we kept trying to hire other ones to take it over, right? We said, we'll, we'll, we'll start the church, but you preach, you do this. No, you preach, you do this. And it, was, it never worked out. And finally I said, Stan, God didn't call that man, that man, that man, or that man to start the Spirit of Prophecy Church. He called us to do this, not anybody else. Thank you, Stan, for being a visionary and training and equipping thousands of Christians to do the work of the ministry. You've influenced our lives in so many wonderful ways. When God called you to the ministry, you had no, you and I had no idea what God would put in your heart to do. You started prophecy club meetings, putting guest speakers on the road to some 40 different cities across America each month, building up their ministries, making great speakers out of them, showing others how to run a meeting, from setting up the chairs the right way to setting up the tables to taking up offerings to showing speakers how to get their message across to setting up group leaders and MCs all across America. You trained many people. You've had over 160 guests, guest speakers, and over 100, about over 330 DVDs have been made. The Prophecy Club exists to provide the latest information, insight, and resources regarding Bible prophecy and how it relates to current events. And you still do that today, some 30 years later. The first 70 years of the radio ministry, you never even mentioned your name. Never even mention your name. You just had guest speakers, guest speaker after guest speaker, and never mention your name. And I was on you all the time. 
And it wasn't until um, our agent, Steve Norty, and I, and we sat you down and said, Stan, you got to mention your name on the radio. He goes, well, it's not about me. We said, we know it's not about you, but you got to mention your name. You are the host. So finally, you did. You were so humble, and you were just trying to build other people's ministry, other people's ministries, over and over and over again. Have you done that? You're an exhorter, an encourager, an edifier, and you help build many ministries, and many of them have not even said a thank you to you, Stan. So on behalf of all those, some 160 speakers, I stand in the gap and I say thank you. I thank you, Stan, for their ministries. I thank you for allowing them to come in and give their message to us all. You know, you, it's, it's, you've always said, I'm going to build them up, lift them up, and God has raised you up now. You are the most informed out of all of them. We never saw that coming. You'd have this speaker speak on this uh, area. You'd have this speaker speak on this area of probable prophecy, and on and on and on. And guess what? It all poured in the bucket on you. Thank you for being unselfish and lifting and encouraging others to do what God called them to do. Many would not have a ministry if it wasn't for this man doing the work of the ministry that God called him to do. Some 330 DVDs. You become a powerhouse in the area of Bible prophecy. Here's you still today. (laughs) Here's just a few of the guest speakers that you've had, like Michael Rude, uh, also Bill Schneblin. I can't remember who the other person is. But you've lifted so many of them up. And so we're getting to see all the many faces of this Stan Johnson. Every hair had to be in place for many years. And then Joe and I watched it. One day he just transformed and his hair was just wind blowing and everything else. We're like, I don't know how that happened, you know. Here's some other guest speakers. Shauna Martell is just here, the red-haired lady. On and on. You had so many meetings. I do not know of a more outstanding and a person of understanding of Bible prophecy other than you. You have the full grasp of the Bible prophecy that many only have a fracture of the understanding compared to you because they don't see the whole picture. You know, one day uh, the Lord showed me a, a dream that you remember the, the puzzle and that you had the piece to the puzzle. So I thank you because it has been poured into you so much. God had you memorize the whole book of Revelation. Who does that? And then who can remember it? I mean, this man, you know, he can't remember what he had for lunch yesterday. Do you remember what you had dinner last night? (laughs) But he can remember the scriptures. Who does that? Praise God. I mean, only God can do that. Only God can have you do that. You start a prophetic oil. God had you invite Hayseed Stevens with a revelation of finding oil in Israel. You carried on that mantle of Hayseed Stevens. You carried the mantle, not his sons. You carried the mantle of Dimitri Dudeman and also Henry Groover. Even their family members don't carry the message. They have, they are, they have the, a different message. They don't carry the message of Dimitri Dudeman or Henry Groover or Hayseed Stevens. You carry it. God put the mantle on you. 
Michael Bodea, he doesn't have the message of his, of his grandfather. You do, Stan. You're the new D- Dimitri Dudeman. You're the new Henry Groover. Yeah, you might as well hand me the, the box of cleaners. We're only getting started. Here's Henry Groover. He just passed away not long ago. We, you know, again, he was our first speaker for the Prophecy Club. God had you start the Power of Jesus Crusades. We took Bentley and Leslie Ann on the road. We raised them on the road during Crusades. I mean, at 16, Bentley drove from, where was it, from Florida all the way to California. Remember? <laughs> and uh, it was it was it was wonderful. It was a it was great. I think they they say that was wonderful years of their life. They met even some. Uh, well, that's how you met your wife because we were doing that because years ago she was her and her family was with us. So thank you, Alicia, for sharing him. Now, <laughs> so God has you start sevenfold miracles crusades, and they were and they still are a blessing to many. Here's you speaking at one of the Sevenfold Miracle Crusades a couple years ago. God had you start Watchman's Trumpet prayer meetings. God had you start the School of the Watchman. God has called you to Israel to find oil in Israel. He had you start Prophetic Oil in 2008. Here's just some of the logos that God said you start. I wasn't going to cry. You start a fast track. Gap track. I mean, you're just calling people to get on their knees before God more than anything. You're calling people to get closer to the Lord and have their prayer closet time more than anybody. I know it's so important. And you're calling people to be givers. And you're an example to us all. God's had you stay married to me for 40 years. (laughs) As my kids say, God had you take the Southern Belle to Little House on the Prairie for a while. Because we moved from Texas to Kansas. So the Southern Belle went there, and I never fit in. <laughs> so he brought me back to Texas. Praise God. And I have stayed with you. Hasn't been easy. No, I'm kidding. It's been wonderful. Here's a picture of us when we got married. Yes, we got married in Las Vegas. We got married in the, the Little White Chapel. <laughs> Las Vegas. This was just a couple of months ago. So he's still begging for my hand. <laughs> we renewed our, our vows our, for our 40th anniversary. Got a new ring for it because, unfortunately, I lost the other one, or maybe fortunately. <laughs> We've uh, been able to travel and uh, do fun things together. Who is this man named Stan Johnson? He's a dad to four children. Brian, he's 48. Sean's 44. Bentley's 38. And Leslie Ann is 36. He is poppy, and he has nine grandchildren. He's a great poppy. They love their poppy. There's Kiera, and there's Scarlett. There's Aislinn. (laughs) So cute. Stan's always doing funny things with the kids, and Scarlett just plays along. (laughs) I love this picture probably more than any I've seen of you, Poppy. (laughs) There's Enzo and Scarlett. 
puppy's car. And Enzo is going to be a race car driver. He was named perfectly. Now, is this the best picture in the world? <laughs> Kira, there's a Bentley's little daughter. Um, I know, so Bentley's like a little Bentley with a dress on. But um, when I, I printed it up, I just love this picture so much. And so I framed it. And, and Stan goes, I oh, know, you're not walking out of my office with that. That's staying in my office. So. There's Paris, Scarlet, more pictures of Paris, and Poppy. Enzo and Scarlet, Paris. Now this one, I just want you to enjoy this. This is just a fun little treat. A couple weeks ago, we were watching um, Paris while the others were on vacation. And by the way, Mom and Dad, when uh, y'all went on vacation and I got to keep Paris, the whole church will testify to this. I said she gets to stay with Glammy for a whole week, and she went, yay! They can get Poppy to do those kind of things. Most of all, Stan loves God more than life. And Stan has a prayer closet with the Lord. He has a close relationship with the Lord. Stan is giving, whether it's his family, those that work for him, ministers, ministries, missions, servers, housekeepers, yard men, you name it, they receive a blessing from this man of God. Stan works for his boss, and he pleases his boss. And many hours of spending time to have an excellent spirit in God in all that God has him to do. And in return, receives many blessings, vacations, miracles, and peace, knowing he is doing what God has called him to do. Just some of the vacations that God has sent us on because of what Stan has done, because he's giving. This is in uh, Dubai. The camel couldn't get out. <laughs> You've written many newsletters and crusader magazines. God had you start many ministries, and you answered the call. Because you answered the call, because you were obedient and made the sacrifice, thousands and thousands have accepted the Lord as their Savior. Thousands and thousands have become baptized in the Holy Spirit. Thousands and thousands have a better understanding of Bible prophecy. Thousands and thousands have a better understanding of the Word of God. Thousands and thousands have received a prophetic word. Thousands and thousands have been healed. And and who knows how many ministries have been established through your works and putting speakers on tour. Here's just some people that have just followed your footsteps, Dan, just praying, praying for our country. You've baptized many, 
in water, and he baptized them in the Holy Spirit. He started Joseph's Kitchen on a word of the Lord and asked Leslie Ann to run it. He wrote books, How the Tribulation Won, Secret Door to Understand the Bible Prophecy, God's Warnings to America, Tribulation, Secrets, and Daniel. Bottom line, Stan, we love you and appreciate you. You are a hard taskmaster at times, but so is the Lord. The job must get done and be done well. Because of you, Stanley Edgar Johnson, many of us will hear those words we long to hear from Jesus. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. I love you so very much more. Your wifey, Leslie. This is a sign that was in the yard. Happy birthday, Stan. Let's give a round of applause for Stan. Um, I just wanted to say just uh, uh, a quick word about Stan and, and uh, about growing up with, with him as my father. He was a great father. He is a great father. And uh, I was reminiscing this week about some of the memories that I have with him. And uh, I was trying to remember some of the the lessons, the many lessons that he's, he's shown us. But it was always one thing that stuck in front was work hard, but also love hard. And also share that love and that work with everyone. And um, the, the, the second part of that is, um, ba- how can I explain this? Okay, let me start over. Of uh, When I was little, we started building this race car. And the race car, we built it from scratch. We went to the store and we're like, okay, what's a race car that might be good? So we, we had the platform, we had the wheels, we had the motor, we had the batteries, we had all the pieces and parts, we put it together. Okay, how do we make it run? So we figured it out, we made it run, we, we took it all around you know, the, the, the streets into um, the parking lots and things, and my dad's just like, this thing isn't fast enough. And he showed me how to never accept the default. Yes, a little little RC car, a little RC car, and uh, never accept the default. Uh, never accept the, uh, and always want more. Always go for the best. And so uh, we went back to the store when we where we got the RC car from, and uh, he goes, "How can I make this thing faster?" Oh well, you got to buy this bigger thing over here or this uh, bigger motor. He's like, "No, no, no, I want it to go faster." How do I make it go fast? Well, you have to buy a, a battery pack that may work with it. Well, no, I don't want to do that. So what we do, we go home, and we took a bunch of batteries, and we started welding them together. We made our own batteries. That So we went from a four-cell battery to, I think, 16 <laughs> at one point. And that thing ripped through the streets so fast. It, it, yeah, it, the uh, we had to get new wheels. We, uh, we had to get everything new. But eventually, the gear that uh, powered from the motor to the wheels just stripped everything because it was too powerful. 
but it was a, a great lesson of uh, always go for more, always uh, strive for more, and always work hard for more. Um, and and yeah, you, you taught us you taught us many of things of that. One more example of that before we go into our next thing is um, I think I was fourteen at the time, and my dad's like. You know, I I don't think the water pressure in the house is 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 great enough. I I you know by the time it gets from one end of the house to the other end of the house where I take a shower, it's just a trickle. It doesn't come through. So what do we do? We rip out all the piping in the crawl space, the whole house, and we're like, okay, we're gonna take like two weeks. We're just gonna redo all the pipes. Okay, how big pipes are we going from, Dad? We're gonna go from a little quarter inch. To big half inch, no, 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 uh, to one inch, and uh, so I'm like, well, how are we going to do that? Well, we're just going to get all the pipes. We're going to learn how to do it. Well, do you know how to uh, to put a pipe together? No, but we're going to learn how to do it. So we got a bunch of PVC pipes, got it delivered to the house, and and you and I sat in the crawl space. Okay, well, we we took it from the main source. And we got to continue through the rest of the house into the 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 last piece. And okay, well, we got these couplers and elbows and things. We can't just force fit them together; they're just going to come apart. Well, how do you put them together? So we asked the guy at the store, and he goes, "Well, you got to clean it with a you know, primer, and then you got to cement it, and then you got to press and real hold it real hard for a good thirty seconds." And then just hope that it stays together, but it should. Yeah, this is before YouTube days. So, but he, I remember this is a very distinct memory. And uh, when we were asking the guy at the store, he goes, "Well, what types of pipe are you needing?" He goes, "Well, I, I want to go maybe half inch to uh, maybe an inch. You know, that, that's what I'm looking for." He goes, "For what?" He goes, "I'm redoing the the, the piping in my house." He goes, you don't want to go one inch. Why Why would you want to do one inch? He goes, why well, want it more uh, flow? He goes, look, the, the max I think you should go is is half inch, but the, the one inch is over. There. Oh, we're getting one inch. We're getting one inch. So <laughs> we did. We did the whole house. We spent two weeks in the crawl space putting and cleaning and putting the pipes all together, and, and a, it was a really great way for me to learn how to work and to always strive for more, always work for more. So thank you. Thank you for instilling that in, in all of us. If anybody has seen us all as a family working together, the five of us, we we make anything happen. We really do. And uh, so um, it, it's been really great to see. You know, the, the crusades and the conferences that, Stan has led and put on and, and me driving all 49 states in the country. Um, it, we went to each one of those places. We stood up the sound system and we preached the gospel and we uh, saw lots of people get saved, lots of people speaking in tongues, and and we were a force. Yeah, these are the speakers, yeah. But we are we are a force. Every time that we get together, we get anything done. So, thank you. And to you be the glory, Lord. You so did what it. We, what we We're like all going to gonna cast our crowns at your feet, saying, Thou art worthy.
to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Because we can do nothing except we abide in the vine, but we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. So you're giving glory to him. It wasn't me. He did it. He did it all with all his hands. When we finally step out of time into eternity and we can look back on time, we're going to all cast our crown to his feet and say, we didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. He did it all. He did it. Thank you. So what I'd like to do now is we're going to play the song again, and we'd like to just have you line up around the wall and everybody come up and just... Again? Just sit down. Have a seat. And if you'd like to, just come on up and shake Stan's hand. And we have somebody helping you up on stage and a gentleman here to help you off the stage. So if you'll go around and just come on up.
Leslie said, you're going to cry. And I was saying, I'm not either. We're all going to cry when we see the Lord. When we finally know that all of this sin and filth of this whole world has all been washed away, and we're in eternity together, we spend eternity together, we know everybody but we don't see any of their sin. The garment is covering all of our sin, and we can spend eternity just rejoicing and having a good time together, and God has wiped all tears from our eyes. Thank you. I told told the Lord last night, I told him again before I got up here, Lord, I don't know what they're doing, But I want you to know that I know that none of this is my hand. It's not my hand. It's all his hand. Everything that we do is all his hand. We can do nothing except we abide in the vine. So I just want you to know that I know that all of this is to his glory. All of this, we're going to all cast our crowns at his feet. And so you're not just friends, you're family. Remember when Jesus in, was in the room and the disciples came and said, your family is here to see your mom and your brothers, I believe it was. Jesus said, this is my family. You're my family. You're my family, but you're my family. We're family together in the spirit. There is a, a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I think it's interesting because I have two brothers and a sister, and not one of them showed up. I told Les, Les is very disappointed in that, and I said, we're just not a very close family. You're my family. I'm not saying they're not, but I'm saying you are my family. We're, we're family together. And one of these days... We'll put all of this behind us. In a new heaven and new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Lord, bless them all. Bless them all. Because they desired to see one of your servants be blessed this morning because of what you did. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for coming. God bless you.